0: Hey, Soakers, welcome back to Bath & Body Parts. Last time, we talked about the suspiciously consecutive disappearances of four young men in Bucks County, Pennsylvania, and how the only common thread linking them was a loose mutual acquaintance, a young man of financial privilege and dubious behavior named Cosmo DiNardo. When we left off, the press had named Cosmo as a person of interest in the investigation, and reports about his behavior began flooding in.
1: The police and the media were sent screenshots of his rants, his harassment. He was even part of a group chat where people were trying to find Tom, Dean, Mark, and Jimmy. And somebody kind of called him out and asked him, Hey, you know, Dean, that's your friend, right? Isn't it? Aren't you worried about him? Isn't it sad? And his response was basically just that Dean was probably trying to avoid parole or probation. So he's just acting as if Dean is just a thug. And Gene had had some run-ins with the police. Right.
0: So in the documentary, they blur out his answer, part of his answer, uh, I, which is not very well blurred out. So I was able to still read it.
1: Uh, what did it say? I didn't even see.
0: It, it appears to say, he says, I feel bad for his parents. Uh, he's a pill-popping junkie with two DUIs who got popped for stealing bikes and guns. So he's probably just trying to duck out of probation and parole. I don't know why they blurred it out, except it might just be because it's rumors and it's about, uh, you know, a teenager and he was never arrested for any of that. So
1: I don't want to say that the documentary is unreliable completely. I think that the documentary tries really hard to position the boys as solely victims. Right. Right. They do something similar with Jimmy.
0: But they were going to buy drugs. Yes. And
1: so they kind of gloss over all of this. So they were trying
0: to buy guns and buy drugs. They
1: talk about like when they're talking about Jimmy at the beginning, they're like, oh, he he got into he got the scholarships. He could get into any school. But when I started researching it, I read that he actually like dropped out of high school and had been like busted for cocaine or something. So wow. I'm like, okay, like. I understand why you don't want to, you, you know, I'm not saying like blame the victims or anything like that. don't want blame the
0: victims. But, but
1: also like it feels like a lie at some point. Don't
0: paint them as angels either <laughs> exactly. when it's not true.
1: So all that to say, I, I mean, they blurred it out. I, I guess what I'm saying is I feel like they blurred it out because they didn't want to make him look bad. Yeah. They kind of try to want to play down the
0: issues. I, I guess maybe it makes it a little more TV worthy. I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, I don't know.
0: So, all that to say, they didn't deserve to be murdered, but they had run-ins with the law that the documentary did not go into for unknown reasons. Yes. They were not minors either, were they? No,
1: they were not minors. They were all 19.
0: We're not trying to say that that they were responsible for being murdered themselves. In
1: any way at all. Or we don't even care that they were buying drugs because
0: I don't it care that matter. they were buying drugs. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care that they were doing any of that. Exactly. Uh, it doesn't matter to me, but it is part of the story.
1: It is a detail that is a true detail that's part of the story. Yeah. And then the media was also sent a very intense picture of Cosmo and this is the picture that you will come across if you Google this case. It's the picture that will stick in my mind. I feel like it's bored into my brain forever. And it is a picture of Cosmo with his shirt off, staring right into the camera and holding up a gun with just like full wild eyes.
0: And the gun has a laser sight on it and it's like bright red shining right into the camera.
1: It's creepy.
0: It's kind of creepy, yeah. Yeah. It does come across as a kid trying to look really tough. Yes. But also this kid may, and now we know, has schizophrenia and mental issues.
1: And should not be anywhere near that gun. No. Now, police were also told that in the couple of days after the boys went missing, Cosmo had been attempting to sell a Nissan Maxima. mm And then they uncovered license plate footage that showed that Tom Mayo's car and Cosmo's truck were both in Solbury at the same time. And that really discredited whatever loose credibility the fishing story had. Right. So at that point, his alibi is completely
0: out the window. So the the police cars have cameras that are just constantly automatically scanning plates and uh, running them against databases. Yes. And that's... It didn't ping any databases, but while looking for running those plates, they found that those plates had been spotted at that time in that place.
1: Now, by this point, the police were very actively combing the Solbury land for any signs of the boys. And I don't think that they have any belief that Cosmo is not involved at this point. But they really wanted Cosmo off the streets. They didn't know if he's going to try to skip town, if he's going to hurt somebody. They just know that they need to get him off the streets. So they actually arrested him for the gun possession that he had never been charged with. This is like exceptionally rare for them to sort of re, right. to, to bring back up something that had already been
0: let go. But because they, they were only being lenient on him at the time anyway, because of his family.
1: Exactly. So
0: now they went back and said, actually, we want to, we want to charge you for this yes. so that we can bring you in.
1: Mm-hmm. So all the boys' families could do is wait while the police searched the land.
0: Their land was 90 acres in size, so it could take some time to go through all of it. In an old barn on the property, police found blood, and they found a lot of it. They continued searching, knowing that if any of the boys were still alive, they were running out of time with the amount of blood they found. Cosmo was also released on bail. His dad posted, what was it, $10,000 or $100,000?
1: I believe it was 100000 Well, it was a I million dollars be... bail
0: and it was 10%. Yeah. yeah. So his bail was a million dollars and his dad posted 10% of that $100,000 to get him out on bail. I just thought that was ridiculous. Cosmo was released on bail, but police really didn't want him out. So they ended up arresting him again for stealing Tom's car. And this time the bail was set even higher. On Wednesday, July 12th, after several days of searching, the police found a disturbed section of land covered with rocks. It looked like someone had disturbed the soil and the rocks and then messily covered it back up. And these are big rocks. Yes. Giant, giant fractures of rocks. So they start digging up this disturbed area of land. And as they're digging... They, st- they mentioned that they started to smell gasoline, mm-hmm. which is not a good sign in any scenario. And as they kept digging, they found pieces of blue tarp. And so at this point, they're digging by hand because they don't want to disturb any evidence. And they do eventually find bodies. And they found the bodies of Tom, Mark, and Dean. During the search process, Jimmy's family had remained hopeful that he wasn't connected to the same events as these three. But then the police told them there had been a mistake with the cell phone data. And the last ping had actually also been in Solberry. It had not been in Springfield. Once the other three were found, police continued searching for Jimmy. But they were simultaneously interrogating Cosmo. He had his attorneys tell them that he would fully cooperate and would lead them to Jimmy's body if they took the death penalty off the table.
1: So they agreed, and Cosmo told them everything. On July 5th, he had offered to set up a drug deal for Jimmy for $8,000 of pot.
0: That's a lot of pot.
1: It's a lot of pot. I can't even imagine how much pot that is. It's not like a small. Too much. Way too much. But when Jimmy showed up, he only had $800, which really angered Cosmo because he was saying, you know, this is going to make me look bad. I've set up this drug deal for you. But Cosmo told him that he would sell him a shotgun. So he handed the gun to Jimmy. And when he turned to try it out, Cosmo shot him. And then he buried him using a backhoe. Two days later, Cosmo called his cousin Sean Kratz to come hang out with him. And he told him that they were going to rob and kill Dean. So the two of them picked up Dean, telling him that they had a quarter pound of marijuana to sell him.
0: And in this case, uh, Cosmo said, I didn't even have a quarter pound. I only had two ounces. So then he's doing the same thing making false promises the same way the other guy did.
1: Exactly. Now, Cosmo had instructed Sean to shoot Dean out in the woods. But when he didn't, they all ended up going into the barn together. And finally, Sean did shoot Dean. And then Cosmo had immediately taken the gun and emptied it into him. And then Cosmo had gone to pick up Mark and Tom for another, quote, drug deal that was going to be another robbery and murder. And they followed him out to the land in Tom's car. And when they got out of the car, he shot Tom once, then turned the gun on Mark and emptied it into him. Tom was paralyzed, but still alive, screaming for help, and Cosmo worried that someone would hear. So he went and got the backhoe and ran him over. And he died instantly. And they then buried the three of them together. And afterwards, they went out to eat and got cheesesteaks. And when he's telling this story, it's fully emotionless. He doesn't have any
0: remorse. Right. It sounds like he's bragging.
1: Yeah, it is. It's almost like he's giving these details. He does, he sounds a little proud of what he had done.
0: He says, and I'm not lying to you. He was dead, and I shot his brains were everywhere. And they were they you probably saw him all over the barn. Like he's telling this really impressive story. Yeah. And could you get any more Philadelphia murder than you get cheesesteaks afterwards?
1: Ugh, it just kind of turns my stomach that That's, they went I and ate cheesesteaks afterwards. I don't
0: know if I can eat a cheesesteak again. Ugh. As necessitated by the plea deal, Cosmo told police where he had buried Jimmy's body, and they found it right where he said. The physical evidence also gave credibility to Cosmo's story, so police picked up Sean. And Sean, at first, tried to claim that Cosmo had been the one to kill everyone. That he had waited in the car and he had not gone into the barn. He had not pulled the trigger. But later, he ended up confessing to police that he had participated because he was afraid of his cousin, Cosmo. On July 14th, 2017, Cosmo was charged with four counts of murder. He pled guilty to all four counts along with robbery and abuse of a corpse. He was sentenced to four consecutive life sentences. Sean went to trial in November of 2019. He was found guilty of first-degree murder for Dean and for voluntary manslaughter of Tom and Mark. He was sentenced to life without possibility of parole.
1: If you'd like to support the podcast, get access to bonus content and extra mini true crime cases, plus get access to our exclusive Bath & Body Parts bath bombs, we'd love to have you join our Patreon as Soaker, Super Soaker, or Bath Bomber. Visit patreon.com slash bathandbodyparts to learn more.
0: That's the case of the murders of Jimmy Patrick, Dean Finicaro, Mark Sturgis, and Tom Mayo. Oof. Okay. By the coward Cosmo (laughs) Nardo. Honestly. If you want to quote the Jesse James thing.
1: So let's get into our thoughts on the case. I feel, yeah, I don't know. You know, you've got this guy. Some people are saying he's totally normal. Some people are saying he's always been off. Either way, it's agreed that after the ATV accident, things really start to escalate. Right. So, you know, I'm not a psychiatrist. I have no knowledge. I haven't spoken to Cosmo, but I guess my instinct is that he suffers from these things, schizophrenia, bipolar,
0: which can be genetic, I believe.
1: I believe that they are usually and that they they do manifest themselves. Around In, that
0: time of life,
1: yes, so I think that that was probably coming up. You kind of see signs of it. He's starting to get diagnosed with the major depressive disorder. He's right. having issues after graduating, and then I think that his mental health issues were probably exacerbated by the a t v yeah incident now,
0: <laughs> one thing that the documentary doesn't go into as much, one thing that I was thinking about while reading. The things he would claim, his paranoia that he's under spiritual attack, and all of this. I was thinking back to the fact that he went to this Holy Ghost prep school, and he was a star student, and he volunteered at his church. And there's all this. There's this undertone for me of this is like a, a choir boy essentially. This mm-hmm. is the this is the good, good uh, young man of the church. But then you add schizophrenia and you add bipolar and you don't address any of that. And you end up with someone thinking that demons are out to get them and thinking that your mom is a spy for the Russian government and thinking and and sort of conflating this spiritual warfare with run of the mill paranoia. And he said even in his interview, that after he shot and killed the first victim, he said he said a prayer and then buried him. So even at that point, he was considering his soul and considering like this this spiritual aspect to what he was doing, which wasn't present in any of his social media presence or anything like that. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of spiritual warfare, <laughs> the lights are flickering in Cassie's closet right now. Oh, oh no. <laughs> we do not invite any spiritual entities. <laughs> no, like, We've seen too many horror movies. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> I don't, like, I'm scared, and I'm not even there. I'm just watching it on my screen.
1: I'm top scared. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So, anyway,
1: uh, <laughs> no, I I agree, and I think that 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 kind of I mean the fact that the family is going to get an exorcist, which apparently I need, right? Um, <laughs> I think lends to a a level of religion that maybe didn't set Cosmo up for a good foundation to begin with,
0: right? I I I wasn't. I, especially the exorcism thing because an exorcism is by design traumatic. It's supposed to traumatize the person psychologically to try to shock them out of whatever it is, whether you believe it's a demon or whether you think it's just, you know, a form of uh, immersion therapy to just, you know, snap someone out of it. I do not think that it is a good choice of something to do, uh, in either scenario. <laughs> but
1: I was very surprised to hear that they did an exorcism. And I'm guessing a lot of that family money contributed to that.
0: Right. Because I do
1: not know that. That's a legend. It was probably Something not officially
0: sanctioned by no. you know the larger church body.
1: Ugh. I think for me the question of Cosmo really comes down to I don't know, is it a mental health issue? Was he just a bad guy? Was it both? And what role did his psychiatrist, thinking he was in remission, and taking him off of his meds, play? Now, this killing spree started before he was removed from the meds completely. right? But it started after...
0: He had gone off his meds.
1: He was taking... He would switched them to every other day. Right. I don't know that... Cosmo wouldn't have at some point snapped or whatever. I don't know if it was avoidable. I think he was on a path towards violence that I'm not sure that they could stop unless they actually intervened and the police actually took care of business earlier on.
0: Right. That was another step that could have that could have mitigated it.
1: It just feels like it could have been preventable.
0: If he had faced real-world consequences... For any of his actions leading up to that point, other than getting an exorcism and going to what was apparently an inept psychiatrist, this might very well have not happened because I agree. his social media presence seems to suggest that he had no real connection to reality and that he thought that that was just the way people are, that you can just do that. Meanwhile, all the people who knew him said they didn't know him well. Mm-hmm. No one said they knew him well. He was loosely affiliated with everyone in his life. Yeah, And that is also true of his parents. He thought his mom was a Russian spy. He beat in his dad's girlfriend's car with a baseball bat. He was mad at his dad. He wanted to kill his dad. He didn't seem to have any connection to the real world until he confessed and realized he was never getting out of prison. Yeah. And that's an interesting thing that we didn't touch on is that he actually, they said while they were interrogating him and he was telling them everything about where he buried the bodies and everything that he had this tone shift mm-hmm. where it seemed like a switch flicked and he realized he's getting put away for life. And yeah, there are going to be consequences and then he says he starts getting really emotional and being like i don't know why i did any of this why did i do this and at his in court while he's being taken out he says i'm sorry and i was watching that and i was like holy crap Mm -hmm. this guy is just saying i'm sorry Because this is the only time that he has ever dealt with any consequence for his actions.
1: I agree with that. I think there's so much that goes into what happened. I think that blame lies, obviously, with Cosmo. I do think he was responsible for his actions. Yes. Even given his mental health issues, I 100% believe that he knew what he was doing. I think he liked it. I think he would
0: have kept killing people. He got a thrill out of it. It made him feel tough, made him feel important. It gave him a connection that he didn't have to anything, but... But
1: I agree that there were a lot of factors leading up, and whether he was a ticking time bomb or not, this could have been avoided.
0: But you are also 100% uh, responsible for forming connections with other people yourself. Yes. It is tragic that some of that didn't happen with his family through whatever reason that he didn't end up close to his parents. But there are plenty of people with horrible, horrible experiences with their parents, with no closeness to their parents. They choose to connect to other people and find meaning that way rather than go out and killing sprees. So you can't just pass the buck there. Some of the blame lies with the police for never giving him consequences. Some of the blame lies with his parents. Some of the blame lies with his psychiatrist. But ultimately, he did not get reason of insanity. He confessed and pled guilty. Yes. So... And
1: in a bit of the aftermath, the families actually sued his family, saying, you know, you could have taken steps to prevent this. Right. And the family blames Kohler. So it's a lot of finger-pointing on their part, I feel like, because I do feel like Kohler is partially responsible. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't know. I mean, if your child is going through this...
0: I mean, if nothing else, you could sue him <sighs> for just malpractice. Oh, yeah. I but... think that,
1: you know, like I said, I think... Partial blame lies in a lot of places. And I think a lot of people hold some responsibility for this. Yeah. But he's also just a really creepy guy, too.
0: Both Kohler and Cosmo. Both. Yeah.
1: As per my official diagnosis of creepiness.
0: But one of them, one of them was a full grown adult in a profession. Mm-hmm. And the other one was just kind of a punk who did whatever he wanted. Yeah. So, still an adult, still responsible. And ultimately, everyone else suffered for it.
1: Yeah. And it's just really sad. I feel like there was just a loss of a lot of potential. These four really young men that had their entire lives ahead of them. It's just really sad.
0: And his cousin, Sean, you know, he, one of the, one of the people in the documentary said Sean was essentially a tool of Cosmo because he was scared of Cosmo. He would never himself have committed murder if Cosmo were not there intimidating him into doing it. And so he bears lesser responsibility, but still responsibility. He still did it. I agree with that. But the, the maximum responsibility goes for Cosmo, who was pulling his strings, essentially.
1: And can I just say, the person in the documentary that said that was uh, the Finnecaro's attorney, and he is hilarious to me. I'm kind of obsessed with him.
0: <laughs> is he the guy like with his... the long, crazy gray hair?
1: <laughs> yeah, he's got this wild hair, <laughs> and he just—he doesn't look like an attorney to me. He looks like...
0: No, he looks like a candy salesman. <laughs>
1: I kind of love him But I like
0: him Yeah, no It's not not he's against spunky. him yeah. He's spunky and He's And he was talking sense too
1: so. Oh yeah, for sure For sure
0: But just quite a so, character
1: The documentary I, I think is enjoyable um, Definitely worth a watch I think the Philadelphia Magazine article is really good And worth a read
0: The documentary is on Discovery Plus
1: Discovery Plus, yes And as always, we'll link all of our sources in the show notes if you want to dig in and learn a little bit more. Yes. And we would really, 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 really love to hear your thoughts on the case. So find us on all the social medias at Body Parts
0: Pod. Tell us what you think. Yes,
1: please. I need to know. And now it's time for self-care and prepare. For my self-care tip, you know, it's, it's the summer. Melanie is traveling right now to be with her family in Utah. You will be traveling together to be with your family very shortly.
0: Yep. We'll be going to Florida. Florida. Another hot place.
1: I have two small children who are really difficult in the car, so I'm not traveling anywhere very far, but I did just have a cabin getaway, and I'm taking another little weekend cabin getaway coming up. So, you know, just kind of resetting, getting away from everything, traveling, if you are able to, is awesome. I think if if you can manage it with work and if you're fortunate enough to be able to afford to travel, travel if you can. Even a quick trip. Yeah, try and take little, you know, camping trips, a little getaway, whatever you can do to sort of reset and take a nice little break and really try to unplug away from everything. I'm bad about bringing my computer and trying to work. Like, just leave it behind.
0: I will be be editing the podcast on my vacation, but I will be uh, at my parents' house and they will be feeding me delicious food and we'll be hanging out. And your Uh, mom is
1: like the sweetest person in the world.
0: She's she's. (laughs) great. World's greatest mom.
1: (laughs) Love her. And my prepare tip is always, always make sure that somebody knows where you're going. You know, if you're young and you don't want to tell your parents where you're going, I can't tell you not to do that. I certainly have done my fair share, but please make sure somebody knows your friends.
0: Yes. And someone that's, I mean, that's a, that's kind of a repeat of a prepare tip. That it, yes,
1: it is. And it needs to be researched. Worthwhile though, because
0: yes. <laughs> it is. It can't be overstated uh, how quickly you can just vanish if no one knows where you are, and you just become a missing person. Unfortunately, uh, not to instill panic in you every time you go out, but
1: Right. Just, you know, we have to keep perspective on the true crime world that these are things that don't happen all the time you can't live your life in fear assuming that the worst is going to happen to you but But you can be careful uh,
0: as the the scouts say be prepared (laughs)
1: Uh, or scar from the lion king also says that
0: yep yep that's also a (laughs) it's a lion thing
1: (laughs) okay soakers we'll leave it here for today tune in with us next week to hear another tale of true crime until then self care for the best prepare for the worst but most importantly take care of yourself We'll catch you next time on Bath & Body Parts. and body parts merch snag your shirts mugs fanny packs towels and more at bath and body podcast.com slash merch if you'd like to support the show and get access to vip perks like ad-free content early access to episodes and extra episodes each month along with special segments and exclusive merch including the bath and body parts bath bomb you can become a soaker super soaker or bath bomber on our patreon just visit patreon.com bath and body parts to get started